You're listening to The Far Out Podcast Starring Todd Perry I Usually before I go to bed I'm going to tell everybody this I like to go uh, to pee Buck Perez That Tijuana hooker's got some magical tits Is what it is And I think she just brings people around to that She turns people on to that And from the rotating gang of cigar store Indians Jeff Harmatz. Working for a laundry delivery service. I'm, I'm not a. I'm not a pornographer. Or a, I'm not restocking Japanese vending machines. And I'm still saying it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Payer. The ride music group. Book for real. Todd, how we doing? I'm doing pretty good. You're enjoying that uh, chair, there. Loving the chair. I'm gonna readjust my mic right now. It may, it, it may look like I'm going down on the mic, but no, I'm just yeah. so like this. I want to do the show. I have a very nice because I can. My old chair that was in our office has been moved to our garage, and I'll talk about why that's uh, happening on the. And I could do a fade out just like this. <laughs> yeah, he's got wheels on his chair. So if see you see how my voice faded. Yeah, yeah, Buck, it's an effect. Buck it, looks like the CEO of Far Out. <laughs> that's right, man. I called this the Trump chair when I came in. That's right. <laughs> By the way, Jeff, you're fired. Oh, yeah. no. I just fucking fired his ass right there. Jeff Harmatz is with yeah, us like, once again. Hey, hey, Comic hey. Comic book artist. Or not, because I just fired him. So uh, on today's show, we're gonna. I have a disgusting story from the ER that I want to tell about the emergency room shit. I ran across this online, and I had to tell it. I'm really squeamish, oh. so this is not going to be good for me. I've been kind of dreading this one. All right. We, you can just puke in this coffee cup okay. if, you, if you can. You know? uh, I might need both coffee cups to contain it all, but... If you're going to spew, spew in this. Uh, I've got a weird story from the golf course. Uh, we've got some complaints from Far Out listeners. And before we get into that... How weird did golf get? Like, golf can get weird, weird when I do it. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've had stories before yeah, where there was someone, dead bodies. Someone killed himself. Yeah, when someone committed play, suicide when, when I was playing, playing golf. golf. <laughs> right? Yes. You're bringing the weird back to golf, Todd. Right, that's right. When the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. I was sitting there, me and my attorney. There's nothing going on but just me and the golf ball. Fear, loathing. Is this guy so, Hunter S. Thompson? Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Uh, and so, Okay, so at, at the conclusion of last show, there was still a little bit of meat on the bone. Oh. It was. There was still, we were talking about, uh, for those of you who didn't listen to the last show, uh, we were talking about like truthers and trutherisms and conspiracies. And, and believing. And believe in, and immediately once we finished, uh, Jeff Harmat's uh, lovely girlfriend here, Joe, said uh, you didn't talk about crack. <clears throat> Which, if there's ever the opportunity to talk about crack, we always take that shot on the uh, on the Far Out podcast. Like you know, it's like a go-to. Yeah, if Swaggy yeah. if Swaggy P has that jump shot on the Lakers, he's taking <laughs> oh, it every Jesus. time. Jesus, every time. So uh, I don't know if Joe, if you, if you want to address this real quick or. Um, I can tell it. Okay, um, uh, Jeff. So a friend of Joe's. Well, actually, can we explain? Right now, Jeff is talking, and she is on his lap doing the ventriloquism thing. <laughs> she, has, <laughs> she has her hand actually up Jeff's ass. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Very yeah. comfortable. The no very visuals, delicate hands. The visuals on this are great. All she did was spit on it, too. Like, no, like, proper lubrication. No Straight KY. up. Just whoop. Uh, it made that noise. <laughs> But that's the visuals going on right so now. So let's talk crack, Jeff. So Joe has a friend who um, is a chemist. She's worked as a chemist since forever, studied chemistry, you know, a top chemist around town pretty much. 
And she got recruited out of college to... Um, out of chemistry university? Out of, yeah, whatever school she went to. to Chem you. She used to make meth for the government. What? Uh, wait, wait, which government? Our, 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 the U.S. government. So basically, they trained her to be an expert witness. So they taught her how to make meth and crack and all your, you know, chemical compound drugs. You're not pure stuff. Okay. Um, so that when they would find a lab, she could come in and say, okay, that chemical you use for meth. And this is definitely a meth lab. Oh, okay. Um, That's a great game. So they're like, you need some on, you need some experience. We, we're going to show you how to cook. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But. They didn't say you need some experience. We're gonna show you how to use. Did she? Did she? Because that's she, when it gets fun. Did she have to sign an NDA? I don't know. Oh, Maybe we shouldn't be talking about this. But Joe said it was okay. <laughs> so and plus, it's third party through a ventriloquism type thing. Yeah, so exactly. I, I, I so this, that, I'm just talking. I think that just that takes it out of the realm of the courts and everything. So Joe yeah. is talking through me as Jesus talks to, through you. Right. So. Right. Yeah. It's neither slander nor libel. So what happened? So just as somebody in the know, there's always, you know, the conspiracy theory that the government introduced crack to low income and like black neighborhoods to like fuck with them. Yeah, so, like, some, some people said that, that, that Ronald Reagan introduced crack to the inner cities in order to like fund some type of uh, stuff going on in uh, South America. Now, this mm. is wildly conspiratorial. Mm. Well, we got to get the crack over there. To, to the I knew Negros. it was coming. I knew so, it was coming. Uh, they can dance and uh, do the happy crack dance. Yes, Nancy. Okay. So, just say, the, so wait. She was part of Just Say No, though. So were they like fighting at that point? They're running the deep game, dude. Like he's if like they have trying a to public give face that's going, no, no, we're not making crack. Then you can make all the crack you like. Mm hmm. Come on, Buck. Crack, not, crack you like? You're not seeing the conspiracy. That's a, that's a good name for a band. Crack you like. <laughs> you're not seeing the conspiracy behind the conspiracy. All the as crack. my old friend Centauri1138 once said, but that's a whole different story. So, so just, well, you know, she's a professional drug maker, high, big, muckety-muck with the U.S. government, and she's very convinced that that is the case, that that is true, is that the government introduced crack in inner city areas. So, okay, mm. yeah, let me get this straight. So, in order to make crack, mm -hmm. all you got to do is you got to take cocaine mm -hmm. and you got to get like a shitty 99 cent store uh, pot mm -hmm. and you put baking soda in it mm -hmm. and you probably add some water. Probably. And you cook that. And it took federal government agents to figure that, to figure out. that out. Yeah. yeah. And plus, we've all seen the documentary in our youth and we all know that Nino Brown started the crack epidemic. Nino Brown? Who's this? Uh, CMB? No, mm -hmm. what, what? I don't know where you're going with this. Uh, new, you never seen New Jack City? I have. <laughs> I saw it on Beta. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Nino Brown. Okay. You well, if you don't know your history, Todd. Okay. <laughs> it's bound to repeat. You're itself. bound to repeat it. Yes. So just fucking wise up. So she. Am, actually, am I my brother's keeper? <laughs> I'm sorry. So she. Go rent that movie. She figured out through government agents how to make crack. Yes, and is very convinced that they were the ones to just bring it into the inner cities and stuff, which you hear that a lot, but that's, that's hearing it from somebody who knows. It wasn't brought in by Pookie. Was, Pookie did not bring it in. Pookie, the Chris Rock character, dude, Jack said did not bring it in. <laughs> well, forget, there's a Beastie Boys lyric. I figured out who, make, who makes the crackets, the suckers with the badges, and the blue jackets. Yeah. Yeah. 
Can I have a beer, Buck? <laughs> I got it. I got you. Well, I you like. Know, I, what a gig, man! Like, what a gig! It's like, what, what are you doing today? Well, I'm gonna make some meth. And right. I, I mean, do they have it? Is there like some kind of document that teaches you how to do it? Is there like a recipe? It's probably like a summer camp. If you go up to like you crack know camp? Montecito, do some uh, crack making. Yeah. And now, do they have like you know, the Tyrone Bigums that sits there and it's like, try this, and then he's like, oh, that just rung my bell. Because that's the whole key with crack and cocaine is getting your bell rung. <laughs> it rings that's, that shit, yeah. yeah. That's the you win. Ring my bell, ring my bell. Now, I know, Jeff, you've had some good times in your life. Mm-hmm. I believe once or twice I've had a good party night and I've had my bell rung. <laughs> and that's that point. In, in, okay, if you have a stick shift on your car, right? You have the stick shift and you're in fourth gear and you're like feeling good about life. And then you drop it into fifth, and you hit that gear at the right point, and you're like, whoa, that just moved? That's the experience of having your bell rung. Mm -hmm. And you will dance the dance all night. You will party with whoever you want, and you will lie to whoever you need to lie to (laughs) in order to get that fucking feeling again. So I wonder if uh, the nebulous friend out there Mm -hmm. had mastered the art of, here's the bell ring and crack. Ooh, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if she was like, you know, figured out the the Walter White type crack cocaine that you can do. Um, I don't think she's a user of crack. I, I know her. I would never say that. Yeah. Um, I know that she's, uh, well, yeah, I'll just say that she probably understands how to make that bell ringer for you. Now, do you invite her to parties? Yeah, she's been, she comes to our parties a lot if you'd like to meet her. I, I would. I would. <laughs> is her name Cookie? It is not Cookie. Nice. Well, I was going to ask you, I know that you've had some wild times, and I know that you enjoy having your bell rung. Yes. Have you ever ruined your cocaine by trying to turn it into crack? No. No, I've never gone that far. Mm. I, I've, 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 no. I've, I've, I've always been very judicious <clears throat> with the way I've used it and like, making sure not to spill any. Mm. I've, I, don't, I think the, the, if, if you have the amount of cocaine I've been in possession of and the amount ingested, it's near like 99.99% that has not fallen off the CD case, right. that has not like been dropped onto the strip club floor. And wasn't like, your de- it all gets in there. Wasn't I blew my de- nose before wasn't I Wasn't your dealer's name Cookie? Yeah, she was. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I've led a good life. Yeah. You know, if, if you want to put down shit in your life that like, you know, when I on my deathbed, I'm like, how do I know life's been good? Had a dealer named Cookie. And she married Magic Johnson, well, she who does not have AIDS. <laughs> and she had a cross eye. And she looked like, uh, you know in Borat, how he, he's with that woman with the, the dyed uh, blonde hair? Oh, yeah, yeah. What's her name? Linnell or whatever. Yeah. She looked exactly like that, but, but, but she was wildly cross-eyed. That's, and then that's, la- that's beautiful, baby. Last I've heard of Cookie, it was like, Cookie moved back east, which I think meant she went to jail. I don't know. <laughs> I think that was a euphemism. Hmm. So speaking of crack, uh, I was golfing the other day in uh, Long is, Beach. This is where it gets crazy. <laughs> the Todd Perry golf. Yeah. It used to be so much fun when Todd would do podcasts when he was a crazy drug user and all. No, now it's like golfing. I was golfing the other day with my realtor. The no. cart broke down. You should have seen this long drive. <laughs> <laughs> there I was with a beautiful piece of parsimon between my legs. Yeah. No, I uh, I was golfing uh, with my buddy Saul. Oh, can I say this is weird? Have you? Ever, would you ever try frisbee golf? No, no, no that's the ultimate it's a frat gro- guy thing. It's a is it? Yes, 
I didn't know that. It's fun. It's fun. I'm not a frat guy. Maybe I am. My a frat buddy, guy, my but... buddy is very into it. It's like, fun. He has, he has no. discs and stuff. I'm like, what is this? Like, don't you need just one frisbee? You need like, a bunch, he's like, no, no, no. Yeah, this is for when it's windy. This is for when the wind's going that way. And <laughs> this I'm is just your like, putter disc. Yeah, yeah. And this I'm like, your, I'm uh, like, this is for real, really? No, that's that's. that's he's really terrible. into it. And I saw a Facebook photo of him, and he's like, really stoked that he's next to like the major like frisbee throwing guy of the world. And he's like. <laughs> Like really happy, bro. Does like the guy right look next like to Yuri Geller or something. He's, like, he's what's a white, the frisbee. He's a white master? dude. He's a white dude. He's very very white. Ultimate frisbee is the frat guy frisbee thing. Uh, what is that? Is that's, that when you're moving? That. It's old. It's like a cross between frisbee and football. Football. Yeah, yeah. Frisbee golf is more for like weirdos and yeah, uh, yeah. like hippies more even than like not not frat but hippies. He just but says like they weird get burnout fucked hippies. up on the course. Like it's mainly to get fucked up. Well, oh, that's like, what the point of golf is too, right? Yes. It's and see that's why I think it's kind of like. A younger generation's golf, but you're repulsed by it. You mm-hmm. looked at me like I just offered you shit on a stick when I well, mentioned it. No, I mean, it. I'm, the, the degradation of golf or calling things that are golf that aren't golf is horrible. Now they got this thing where on golf courses they, they put the 15-inch hole. So, like, people who are too fat and lazy <laughs> and not really into learning how to hit a golf ball can play golf because they have a 15... It's like bumper bowling. 15, 15 inches down into the dirt? No, it's a 15-inch hole. So what? It's, yes. <laughs> so, it's like, normally a golf hole is about, like, like you know, four inches or whatever. 15? And it, yes. And now they have the 15-inch hole on this course by my house. And so, that like, morons can go out and golf. So, now, there's all these morons on the course that are playing the 15-inch hole. They're dumbing it down. Yes, I mean, here, the the deal about golf is you have to fucking learn how to play it for six months, and then you can touch the course, and then you can play, and it's a game of fucking manners, okay? Mm. I, I told my wife the other day, I'm like, I'm the kind of guy that's like, live and let live. Everybody do your thing, but on the golf course, have some fucking manners, all wow. right? That's wow. the only place where I'm like, oh, what are you going to do? Oh, you're going to replace that divot? Replace that fucking divot, you goddamn Fucking cretin. Wow. All right? Wow. So I'm on the golf course. On yeah, I've the, never seen you this excited in a podcast <laughs> in a long time. We're talking about golf. Yeah, riled up about golf. Wow. White man getting pissed about golf <laughs> on the podcast. It, would, it, would it give you like a woody? I was at the PGA Tour, like down in the thick of it. You know, I was in Palm Springs the other week. I was the right there. The fact you're in Palm Springs gives me a bonus. <laughs> I was but. right there, man. The, the PGA Tour, that doesn't do nothing for you? I, I don't watch golf. It's yeah, boring. I don't, yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> That's how I feel listening to stories about golf. I was, so, I was, I was playing <laughs> golf. I was playing golf with my buddy Saul, Walpa's brother, on uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. And so we had a nice like, 9 a.m. tea time playing nine holes at the uh, rec park in Long Beach. And it's true, you, you wore blackface. <laughs> yes, I always on the course. Yes, I always do. I wear blackface when I'm doing the show on uh, Martin Luther King Day. Hey, hey, don't judge. Hey, whatever. It, <laughs> I'm don't sorry. Judge. I'm sorry. It helps with the short judge free zone. You know, yeah. sometimes like when 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 uh, football players they have that black stuff they put beneath their eyes. <laughs> yeah, and it helps with the vision. Right. You Full need it you, all around. Yeah, it helps with the backswing. Wow. Well, what does the bright red lipstick wow. do for you? <laughs> That's just cosmetic, purely cosmetic. <laughs> what about the jazz heads, the <laughs> mummy? Because you do that often when you're with my golf gloves, golf gloves, and yeah. my golf gloves, and the jazz hands with the golf gloves, and I have a, I have what's called the rhinestones on the back of them. Wow, yeah, it's beautiful. The rhinestones are beautiful. Wow. So I was playing golf with my buddy Saul, and then we, and, you know, <laughs> when when you play golf, they they team you up with other people. So there are these two guys who are like, uh, they, they're about like in their maybe early 50s, very athletic, 
and they they look like like they were like former NFL players, like they but like sleek bodies and everything. You know, <laughs> they're physically imposing to you and Saul. Yes, they were very yes, very nice guys though. And they were like up in each other's game the whole time. What you gonna do? You gonna you gonna tee it up right there? You tee it up right there? That's a one stroke penalty. You need to tee that chip back six inches. And the guys were getting all they're they're wow. wiling. Yeah, you could say they were wiling. Yeah, buck wild on the course. They are aggressive golfers. And one of the guys, I was in the sand as I usually am, and the guy gave me this great tip about how to angle my sand wedge, and I had a very nice out shot. It was great. And I noticed one of the guys on his forearm. He had this big tattoo that said Team Tyson. And it was a picture of like a, a man that was like holding up the globe. Oh. And then it said Team Tyson. So for oh. about uh, eight holes, every time like the guy's getting ready to take a shot, I'm looking at that going, I got to ask this guy. I got to ask him. So um, at the eighth hole out of nine, we're playing. And uh, we're, we're just, you know, talking shit, you know, having beers, enjoying ourselves. And then, then I go, Team Tyson. What's the deal with that? And the guy looks at me, stone cold, right now, and goes, Team Tyson. And I was like... Memphis Mafia. It was like, yeah. Team Tyson. I was like, like Mike Tyson? And then he just stopped and goes, Team Tyson. Like, what the fuck kind of thing. And I was like, oh, oh. I was like, so you were like Mike Tyson's like sparring partner? Did you show him the semi-racist tattoo you have that's TCB? It's not racist at all. It's <laughs> but Elvis black people, Presley's logo. Black people will think it is. Because <laughs> well, it looks, the, it looks the lightning bolt looks like a swash. Or no, the SS. Like a lightning bolt, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the SS. No, I kept that to myself. <laughs> like, hey, check out my racist one. Look at this. It's not racist. Oh, sorry. It's taking care of business. So... The guy was like, Team Tyson. I was like, oh, so oh. you were like Mike Tyson's, you know, sparring partner or something? He goes, I was Mike Tyson's bodyguard. Wow. And I was like, whoa, whoa. And then his buddy goes, I was Evander Holyfield's bodyguard. And they both looked at me, and I just stood there. I go, so you guys have seen some shit. <laughs> it's the only thing you could say. And they both looked at me like, yeah. <laughs> and that was, that was all they needed. And there was part of me that was like, I, okay, let me. I want to get some content here, like draw this shit out. But the guys were like such badasses that it was like it would be rude to encroach upon the fact that they just ensued that everything in the fucking known universe had happened to them, right. and that no matter what story I could make up was probably true. Mm-hmm. That I just you know I hit my tee shot and moved on, and I beat Saul that day. And this is the crazy golf story. Crazy I, golf. Dude, okay, imagine the shit. I was golfing with Mike Tyson's bodyguard. Okay, and he gave me the most amazing sandwich tip I fucking ever got. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm going to get a Team Tyson tattoo, but that's This because- is kinda like when you met I'm sorry, this is kinda like when you met Ron Kovic. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing happened. Although you didn't. You saw his name written on something. <laughs> and then you opined like, hey, you know who that was? Nah. That was Ron Kovic. Oh shit. And that's the whole story. Yeah, the whole story. Show your face. Like the Far Out Podcast on Facebook. Discuss the show. Receive updates. And get Facebook exclusive audio. In the uh, huh? never-ending... Uh, way that I'm trying to bring the listeners into the fold of the show. 
I'm trying to get, I, I, I want to get their opinions, whether it's, you know, people hit us up on, on Twitter at, at Far Out Podcast, at Todd A. Perry. You're taking it to the streets at Starbucks. People are just walking up to you. Yeah. You're soliciting people to listen to our show. People want to know. I'm Very loudly. I'm divulged, you know, every moment I'm inundated on everything that mm. is Far Out. Mm. And uh, I, I threw out on the Far Out Twitter the other day. I said, you know, I want to get people's opinions. So I was like, I even want people's negative opinions. I want to know how to make this the best fucking show on the internet. Wow. And so I, uh, I, I threw all this stuff out there. And so I said, you know what? If you've got a complaint for the show, here's the phone number you call. Leave us a voicemail. And me or Buck, probably not Buck, <laughs> uh, we will address all these issues and we'll take care of it to try to just keep pushing on. It's kind of like when, you, when you're driving on the freeway and somebody has a bumper sticker that says, how am I driving? Oh. How are we podcasting? So I put this out there, and I, then I asked. I hate people that have driver's license holders that say "superior." You know it. <laughs> if you ever <laughs> what is that a reference? I don't know. I had an ex boss that had that written on it. I'm like, oh, this guy's such a shithead. But I've seen it like almost. It, just look for it out there in I'll the world. I'll keep an eye out it, for it, it. The top of it says "superior," and the bottom says "you know it." Is it superior like uh, like they make farm materials like? Big no, I think these something. are just people that think they're the shit. They're hot shit. They're the sh- superior. You know it. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we know it now because look, it's look out, Just look out for it in life, okay? Right. <laughs> and realize that those people are fucking shitheads. My, my no offense, <laughs> listeners. When it comes to stuff in the back of cars, I'm always weirded out by the people that have a very nice car like a Mercedes and then there's some like personalized license plate that says something about how Jesus got them their car. It's like huh? in God's hands, and they're driving a Mercedes. I'm like, eh, I'm thinking, thinking God wouldn't be into that. Wasn't this whole thing about not driving a Mercedes? Right, like kind of being humble about that shit. Yeah. yeah. I saw a guy. Oh, I was on. I was driving back. I used to work in Malibu. Not at a good job, but a terrible job. But I would drive down the 101 all the way back towards downtown, and I saw a lot of very fancy people with. Um, very like dumb cars, but the, it was like a kid, like a dumb kid driving a Rolls Royce, and the license plate said like "Daddy's Boy" or something like. That. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! I think Daddy bought that, right? Oh, obviously, yeah. You yeah. <laughs> look like a big shithead driving that car. So I, I put out like complain about the show, and then I got some calls. Oh my gosh! And maybe the worst thing in the world is to solicit negative feedback. So I'm gonna. We're gonna play a couple of these calls here, and we can uh, we can discuss. So, uh, so joking. Hello, I'm Freddie from Omaha, Nebraska. I'm calling to complain about the show. Uh, I've been listening to your show for a couple of years now, and it gets really bad in a dangerous device. Sorry, this guy's. I heard from... about Buck President's sexual maneuver called the Buck. Oh. I decided to try it at home. Can we stop right here? That is trademarked. All right. He just he just used. My name and I, I, I trademarked this move. Do you have that TM? It's TM'd, yes. Not a C. Huh? It's not copyrighted, but it's trademarked. Uh, Wouldn't you want a patent on a sex move? Yeah, I'd figure that, Buck. You need to get your lawyers. Well, I just drew pictures of it and <laughs> trademarked it. In fact, you drew them, Jeff. Yeah. Thank I, you. I also spent a lot of time jacking off to them. Yes, while I was well, them. 
Whatever I, I told you, you have free range. Whatever you do with them is your choice. Did it look like? Did it look like Arabian Nights, <laughs> where they have these the the, the, the kind of hieroglyphic people right doing the sex? Kind of the Kama Sutra too. Yes, I wanted to go native with it. But I wanted guy, a whole native vibe. Do you feel any sense? This guy says we're giving dangerous advice on the show. He tried the buck. <clears throat> right. Did did you feel culpable in any way? No, we've given warnings out. Before the shows that we've mentioned the buck on there, I, I believe. If we haven't, it's not on me. That's on you. We haven't put out any warnings. Oh, you just shit. willy-nilly. you got to oh, be responsible shit. for the, shit, the, the pod you cast. Well, we do hear how it, you know, how I come in here ravaged sometimes. Let's just say ravaged, Todd. I mean, you've had scratches all over your face. I, I look horrible time, sometimes. One time you look like a... You, 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 you look like a... What, what he can't even say it. Eggplant. Can't it looked like an eggplant. <laughs> God right, damn. Let's get back to this. All right. Well. My life has been out of control since. Life has been out of control. First of all, the water bill to my house tripled because the amount of fluid necessary to bring women to full cotton climax while doing the bike. Second of all, my lady friend now refuses to talk to me after she received a $20,000 bill from her doctor. She got what? a $27,000 bill from her doctor after trying your sex maneuver. What are you, is he at his job at the supermarket? What's going on? What's the audio behind him? He's like, uh, he's like checking out doing groceries, <laughs> talking about me. This is weird. The injury she sustained while doing the buck. Evidently, Obamacare doesn't cover the injuries Obamacare doesn't ca- doesn't cover shit that that's uh, injuries caused by the buck. It's weird. I can't understand what he's saying. I don't speak this person's language. <laughs> That's what it is. We're just dynamically different. Like, I'm Bruce Willis, he's Samuel Jackson, and this is unbreakable. You know what I'm saying? Well, I thought you like, were going to go with exact... the vengeance. You're, you're Mr. Oh, I missed that one. You're Mr. Glass? Fuck. No, I'm Bruce Willis. He's Mr. Glass. He's Mr. Glass. That's what they call him. Third, I had to completely redo my bedroom after the act was over. The smell in the room was so bad. My wallpaper was peeling. The foundation of my home directly beneath the bed. Again, I, I, so badly. I smoke a lot, so my senses of smell are very bad. So the room smelled horribly. The yeah. point to the, the wallpaper peeled off the walls after he tried your sex maneuver. Well, I mean, it, it does involve water, so I could see some, you know, some mildew building. That's not good. It's, Tom, never, it's never good. But again, you- my sense of smell is shit. Before you leave your house, are you going to try and do the buck just on your way out? Ruin up a room? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. We haven't, we, In the we'll, garage would ne- be nice. Next show, we'll talk about the demise of the Far Out Garage. All right. Oh. Well, let's just finish this up here. I need to completely rebuild it. And I broke three lampshades and burned a hole through the bottom of my bathtub during the portrait. Rookie. He, 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 rookie. He, that's what I say. He, he sounds burned like a hole ro- through his bathtub. Sounds his- like a rookie move. Yep. Yeah. No sympathy from the from the teacher. <laughs> he didn't read the recipe right on the right. sex maneuver. You're saying, come to the source, buddy. Does he have my number? I shouldn't have said come. But anyway, go to go to the source, which is me. Thank you, Farah. You have totally ruined my life. You're welcome. Oh yeah, bring back Jazzy Todd. Third time I've heard it today, but thank oh, you. He wants to hear the Jazzy Todd bit again. Okay, well maybe we'll do Jazzy Todd again. But, Buck, so you feel no culpability for this. Huh? Copa. No? Okay. Copa what? <laughs> All right, we got another call here. We got another call. 
Hey Todd and Buck, this is a girl, and um, I think that you should put um Dune back on your podcast. You know, that'd be hot pod, hot pod right there. That's, uh, Ooh, real sexy. Uh, it's Louis C.K. Is that Louis C.K.? Yeah, You're doing the girl voice. Last special, <laughs> apparently. I don't know. Yeah, evident, evidently some girl that sounds strangely like Dune is trying to get Dune back on the show. Some valley girl. Dune, 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 Dune did three shows, you know, and. I saw the numbers. He did three shows and he brought me hot sauce made of marijuana. So you believe... That's kind of awesome. I know. I I said perfect guest host, Todd, and ate like a champion for a month. Put those on your hash browns. That's a way to start the day. And he brought me Adderall, which was good. Um, I also think you guys should talk more about yoga and gluten and uh, shout out to Lululemon and uh, put Dune back on the podcast. Love you guys. Long time listener, long time message. Leave in the message. I'm a girl. I believe it. So if I want to secure my place here on the show, I need to start bringing you guys uh, narcotics, right? Yeah. Yeah, It wouldn't hurt. Weed flavored hot sauce. (laughs) And maybe your friend can bring some good bell ring and crack. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, li- I'd like to have my bell rung on the show. Like, dong. Like, I want it to be like the beginning of a Hell's Bells by ACDC. Just dong. Have you guys done a crack cast? I'd no, like to. No. Oh, yeah, my- so we have not done scissor or crack cast. No, we have done four loco, though. Four loco we did do. And that was bad. That I was- kept calling it tres leche. <laughs> was Oscar on the show? <laughs> fucking it up. I don't yeah. know. It was Casey. It was Casey. Ah. It was on the, oh, Leche. Oscar's known as Leche yes. because of his uh, joy of drinking uh, breast milk from strippers. Yes. Uh, One we, of the most horrifying things I've ever been uh, a part of. Oh, you were there. I was there. Okay. Real quick. <laughs> Can we take a moment real quick? Because we talked about this take story a time out. where Oscar... Uh, got the name Leche because a stripper squirted a whole ton of breast milk in his mouth. Not just a stripper, a Tijuana stripper. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. The best kind. Now, did, did Oscar, how close was he to the nipple? So he did it in a private booth, but he came back bragging about it. And you could tell that the woman he went back with was very, she looked like she was lactating. Wow. She, wait, wait. How does a woman look like she's lactating? <laughs> Sometimes pregnant women get like the very swollen nipples. Plus... Jeff knows. I Jeff knows. I thought that was pretty common knowledge. Yeah. I don't have any weird kind of fetish or anything. Yeah. Hi, Joe. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's girlfriend is in the room here. I've never lactated. Oh, wow. Maybe she said that like it was kind of like a referendum on you that she, <laughs> you have never forced her to lactate. <laughs> Good or bad, Just I don't know. Backing off the mic there on that one. Oh, well, yeah. What's going on? Uh, what's that other call you got? <laughs> okay, so wait, we're real quick. So Oscar got. So Oscar later, he he said this on the show, so we can talk about it. He later got an AIDS test because he heard that you can get. You AIDS. absolutely can. Yeah, you can get AIDS yeah. from uh, breast milk of, of an AIDS carrier. That was woman. debunked in the twenty-one episode, twenty-one Jump Street episode of the AIDS episode where I. Uh, Johnny Depp actually drank the chocolate milk from his friend at school who had AIDS. From uh, Holly Robinson? No, no. she, The person who in the episode had AIDS. But Holly Robinson Pete was in there, yes, too. Yeah, before she was Pete. And the uh, Dom DeLuise kid. Peter DeLuise. Oh, my God. He was awesome. Um, 
while we're on the topic still, do you remember the name of the strip club that he drank the stripper's breast milk in? I was milk not in? there. You weren't there. I wasn't there. Oh, shit. Okay. I would be like, I was there. I saw that shit. No, I remember the name, and it's always stuck with me. It was a strip club in Tijuana called Peanuts. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Why would you go in there, dude? I would go in there. Yeah. So, uh, so what I heard was that Oscar, the... Oscar, who's been on the show a billion times, Oscar, the woman was squirting titty milk at, at, at him, mm-hmm. and at first he recoiled, <laughs> yeah, and, then ah! he, and then he like licked his lips, and then he was like, "Oh, this is my thing. This is me." <laughs> he had this yeah. th- this trans- internal transition into realizing his fetish, I, yeah. and then requested it, I believe, for the rest of the night. I do, I, I was think, I remember him coming out of the booth with the biggest smile I've, yeah. I've ever seen on his face. It was ridiculous. That Tijuana hooker's got some magical tits, is what it is. I think she just brings people around to that. She turns people on to that. They send. They don't even know, and she just turns them on. And they go back to America and, and they, fucked up. Yeah, because it's hard to get. I I don't know where to go for that. <laughs> besides Tijuana, uh, the internet. No, you can huh? get titty milk. Oh, yeah. I guess you can order you it. You certainly can. On eBay. If, if this guy's picking up people's dirty undies, you you can get someone to squirt, squirt some into your face. Wait, over no, the, the audience didn't hear about that. Yeah, oh, I, I work for a laundry delivery service. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a pornographer. Or a, I'm not restocking Japanese vending and machines And I'm still saying, if, if you show up on my doorstep, I'm not giving you my underwear. <laughs> It's not happening, and I'm not going to pay for that privilege. Why the fuck would I do that? We have one more thing to uh, go through, but I will... Speaking of underwear, I have to tell this story. Oh. I uh, I had a very awful moment the other other day. It's been very dry out recently. Can everyone agree on that? Sure. I'm not really... Everyone in the eastern part of the country right now is agreeing with you. Okay. In California, it's been very dry recently because of the winter. (laughs) <laughs> okay I'm sorry Yes it's been, okay. <laughs> No, no, it's been very dry Yeah And I recently uh, groomed myself down below As I'm known to do every winter It's seasonal I you, do a, you, you do it yeah. I do a it's seasonal, seasonal I mean, it should be for the summer Just to, you know, make things easy But I, I groom myself Now, the thing is After you groom yourself down below You get a little itchy I'm not. I didn't go baby with everything, but I, you know, I gave myself a, a nice two, nice little as a, a little Kobe fro. Remember when Kobe had a nice little fro going on? <laughs> the short but, natural, <laughs> but it was a little in the back. You know, it was it was a little short fro, but a little in the back, kind of like a code head. Yeah, it was a Kobe fro. That's why I, I, I kind of like to keep a Kobe fro myself too. Yeah, I, 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 down below, I was just cleaning things up. You know, figuring right. it would it would entice my lady friend a little. So, and the thing was, the dryness of the L.A. winter, combined with the recent grooming, meant I felt a little itchy. It's a fucking El Nino down there. (laughs) That's what's happening. On the other, on the nether side of my ball sack. Wow. So, I was just like, I was doing a bunch of stuff where I was like converting a bunch of uh, VHS uh, to video with my laptop, and I had just my my, uh, boxer shorts on, and I kept... Itching myself with the middle finger and just getting in there. So gross. <laughs> what do we hear? And I was having some Bud Light Platinums and it was like, you know, it was 10 at night, whatever. I'm not worried about anything. And then as I li- usually before I go to bed, I'm going to tell everybody this. I like to go. I like to pee before I go to bed just to, so I don't wake up in the middle of the night. 
I don't want to wake up the dogs. I don't want to wake up my wife. And I go to the bathroom and holy shit, evidently the constant scratching, I cut my scrotum. What? And it was bleeding from my scrotum. Oh, God. So I bled all over my... I, I, went, I went to take out my... I wasn't in pain at all. And I just went to take out my wiener to go pee. And there this was is like, blood... This is like stand by me. <laughs> this is like when he pulled the leech off his nuts. And, yeah, just that made me faint. And I had during... The, on my, my left thigh and my right thigh, I had trails of blood, right? Oh, my God. And I had blood on the, the um, shaft of my penis. And it was going down. And then I had blood on my underwear and... On this that's really, a, that's a sound bite. This really nice <laughs> pair of plaid shorts that I wear all the time. That's why I've been wearing these dickies for three days. <laughs> and so I looked down, and it was a it was a horror show. It was yeah. like it was like a secret moil had visited me <laughs> in the middle of the night, mm. and I, I didn't know what the problem was. And I looked, and I finally I got to the source, which was the underside of my testicles, which takes a little bit of like almost like a, a gymnast. To see beneath there, because I want to find the source of the blood. Got one was, foot on the sink, <laughs> leaning on the wall in the back. One on the toilet, and I got the blood going. And then I thought, man, I gotta, I gotta cauterize this, because I, I have a very nice Tempur-Pedic mattress, and I don't want to bleed on my memory foam. Right. So for, you have a you have a pretty large collection and of that'd cock be the rings most, I've seen. That would be yes. the most embarrassing stain ever. Yes, I your, couldn't your return woman, the mattress. Your woman finding blood on the mattress. On my cause side. Because of, of you, yeah. Yeah. Because of you. It was like a Yentl moment. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I, uh, I, I, here's, the, here's the good thing. Bad thing is, scrotum bleeds like a motherfucker. It bleeds like the head. Right? Like, like your frontal lobe. Ah. Good so, news is, it shores up really quickly. So, I just, you, you, know, you, you know when you cut yourself shaving? Oh, you put some paper on there. And you yeah, take that little paper. paper and you just dab it. I put it on my nuts. I just put a little dab on the under on, on the underside. You're you're. I would do a brawny, dude. Brawny. I, I'd go down there with some brawny. Yeah, I don't have brawny. You're going, going heavy, to... you're going heavy duty. I'd go brawny down there, man. Do you want me to go run to the rouse with bleeding balls, trying to take care of this? I did. I did make do with what I had. I had some charm in there. At the Lakewood Ralphs, you wouldn't be the only guy with a bleeding scrotum. <laughs> uh, brawny, huh? Aisle 12. So. See you in a sec. I fixed it up. Now, here was the funny thing. So, like, two days later, I'm, like, working on some stuff at the house. We're getting ready to have our open house because we're selling our place. And I put on the same plaid shorts, like, working with the, the blood stains on the ball area. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about it. And we're getting ready, like, the real estate agent's going to come over. They're washed? I didn't wash them. I just put it in the... <laughs> With ball That's blood. disgusting. <laughs> Why didn't you fucking wash them? This is. I seriously. How I do you have time, Buck? How do you uh, and uh, just how do you bleed your nuts? Like how does that happen? That's never. Yeah. How do you bleed? My balls are bleeding, and the realtor's gonna be oh. here in five minutes. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. All right, shave your nuts. <sighs> then parade around with shaved nuts on a dry day in Los Angeles during El Nino conditions, and then see yeah. what happens. Yeah. So wow. I, had, I, had, I had like a bunch of blood on the ball area of my shorts and my wife turns to me. She's like, going to change those shorts before uh, everybody shows up for the open house? You're just going to walk around with ball blood all over your shorts. 
Because you relayed the story to her, right? Or did she just see the ball? No, I told her. I told her. I said I was bleeding from the testicles last night. Yeah. Because we're married and you had that conversation. (laughs) Wow. Usually I have that kind of conversation. She goes, you know, save a little something for the romance. (laughs) And she says this while she's on the toilet. Yes. Yes. So what did Save you do? It, Todd. Did did you just tell everybody that like you like were eating a hamburger and got ketchup all over your pants? Did anybody ask about the ball blood? No, I just uh, I just um, I, I, I changed cash? my shorts. Oh, okay. I changed my shorts. Last last complaint. Who could complain about this show? I know, right? We better get at least fucking like eighty seven on iTunes charts if I'm gonna tell my fucking bloody nuts story, right? All right, we got a, we got our last one here. Oh, Nino's a bitch. Yeah, this is Tim Titsworth calling from Cresco, Iowa for Todd Perry and the Far Out Podcast. First, I just wanted to say what great fans we are of you and everything you do. We love that Rotten Tomatoes game. Love when you have Joe Coy on and David Wilde and all those intimate uh, interviews with the comedians. Huh? So we're pretty pissed off about you disrespecting and firing no, Alice Rosen. What? About firing uh, Alan Rosen. Again, what's going on there? Someone's at Taco Bell. (laughs) What's going on there? (laughs) This guy's calling from a Taco Bell. We're not glossing over that. (laughs) Well, what are people who are calling us doing? Not only is she the hot Jew in Hollywood. Let's get to the truth or about this. Wait, he just called our former news girl, Allison Rosen, the hottest Jew in Hollywood. I think that's kind of... Allison Rosen worked with us. I know what. Allison Rosen no? was here on the show for a long time, and he's got a problem with us uh, firing her. Okay, let's just hear the rest of it. Okay. I mean, this guy's at a Taco Bell. This is for real. How, how good is his opinion? She was the best thing about the Far Out podcast. Oh, best thing about now the show. Now it's just a testosterone-driven jerk-off fest. Now our show's a testosterone-driven jerk-off fest? You're saying that for the show that just had a seven-minute conversation about my bloody testicles? Right. And that's cons- that's a good criticism. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say because that's our demographic. That's what we're going for: testosterone-driven jerk off. We're folks. going for the guys in the metal militia. Yeah, we're going for the keggers at the uh, frat house. That's who we're going for. That's who this this is geared toward, right? Yeah, I don't understand this guy's problem. I don't know. And the new news girl, Tina Grad, the hack with the rat, the last. Come on, guys, we'll get you better than that. We're still team far out out here in Cresco, Iowa. Love you guys. Far out for life. Baba Booey. Sorry, the Taco Bell argument behind him is much more interesting than he is himself. <laughs> I, I would say that. You know, okay. Yeah. Here's the, let me just break it down real quick. Our, our problem with Alan Rosen is. I said to Allison, you need to put a link to the Far Out podcast. Like is, at least a button on her own Allison Rosen is your new best friend. This is you show. saying this. I say this. this I mean, you had, you had this beef with Allison, too. You wrote your book, Buck. Right? Yeah. You wrote your book. And well, well, did my, Allison read it? Did Allison read it? It was my illustrated book that that Jeff did for me of the book mm-hmm. yeah. and the history of the book. A children's, but, children's storybook, well, of course. Well, that was your angle. <laughs> did it upset you when Allison didn't read that book? I was uh, trying to get it to her as a, you know, kind of come on, you know, type thing. Like, look what I could do. <laughs> kind of yeah. bragging. I was that bragging. Might, that might have been a little bit off. I was braggadocious. And I, I just took it as such. And no, she did not read it. She didn't read your book. She didn't read your book. She didn't open it. Yeah. She didn't open it. It could have helped her life. There were no words. It's all pictures. Yeah. It's so, like a hieroglyphs. So we, we had we had the hieroglyphic book, and then she wasn't right. interested in it. It seemed like she was just using the Far Out podcast in order to further 
her own thing. And I want somebody, I want a news girl like Gina Grad that's going to come in here and she's going to deliver the news. She's going to give a shit about what we do. She's going to drink the Todd Perry version of Bud Light Platinum that I'm now selling. Mm. Right? Right. Todd Perry's Platinum that I've been doing all these in-store appearances for to try to get people onto my new beer. And I want her to be involved with it, but she didn't have any interest. So, mm. you know what? Kick rocks, Rosen. You know, Gina Grad has been doing a fantastic job delivering the news. Am I correct, Buck? Oh, awesome. Yes. Am, am I right? Absolutely. No complaints. She's here. a class act all the way. Yeah, so uh, you guys complaining about Allison not being on the show anymore. I'm sorry to hear it. I wish her the best of luck in her future endeavors. And, you know, that's fine. So I like to thank everybody for listening to the Far Out Podcast. I think Buck Perez. Thank you, Todd, for the beer. But it is a step down in the beer. Usually we're drinking Bud Light Platinum, and as you admitted, a step down for you is Bud. It's just Budweiser. We went from Platinum to just Bud. I'm going to explain on the next show why that's happening. Jeff Harmetz. Uh, also happy to be here. I'm just happy for to drink a beer, uh, free beer. Thank you. It is free. Yes, it is. Satchmo's lullaby Ich sag gute Nacht And I said good night Schon leuchtet ein Stern mm, Yes, I see the light Die Sonne geht schlafen Der Tag ist vorbei When Uncle Satchmo sings his lullaby, Baba da 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 Ich träume von dir, and I dream of you. Bleib immer mein großer Freund. Yes, I do.